This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Sex is like a secret society. Everybody is doing it, supposedly. Nobody's talking about it. Well, except me, of course, here on the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse hosting this program as I do live most Sunday nights (laughs) here live. Uh, to talk to you about all things sexual that might be related to health or relationships, too. I make no innuendos and certainly no apologies. Just straight-up talk about sex. So I'll give you a minute or two to put the kitties to bed, grab a glass of wine, perhaps your lover, and take in the show. It's a two-hour show now, and uh, so we go till 10 o'clock tonight. We have lots happening on the show tonight, but let me say hi to my board op, Matt. Hello, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Yeah, nice to see you again. It is nice <laughs> to see you, too. I'm back in town. <laughs> How was Thanksgiving? It was fantastic. Thank you so much. Nothing like an American Thanksgiving after an, a U.S. presidential election when you're related to Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, well, I, I even saw some crazy things posted online about fights that were going on in between families. I know. They actually had, they were giving advice in the Boston Globe on how to uh, get out of the political conversations, make sure you always have an exit, Um, you know. So, yeah, it's a big issue. And people, of course, they said to limit the alcohol because that alcohol can certainly fuel things for people. So, yeah, it's a big big problem down there. And uh, But when I was there, I did manage to pick up and nearly finish (laughs) on the plane today uh, Megyn Kelly's Settle for More. Very interesting life story she has. And uh, it's a great book. I think uh, most women in business, most women who are working, most women who are mothers, most women would like to read her book and learn a lot from it. She actually gives a great diet program in there. She also gives some other um, grieving, a book, um, Healing After Loss, I think is what she suggests. So there's a lot, lots of wisdom in there. And a lot of the... um, know some of the challenges that she has faced and we certainly all know about the twitter uh debacle that uh was waged upon her by donald trump and but also prior to that leading up to her career as a broadcast journalist uh very interesting a great book and for anyone who is kind of feeling uh that they might be going through some struggles in their professional lives, ahem, <laughs> uh, yours truly, uh, it, was, it was a great read, so it, it came at a great time. So um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll finish it tonight, the last 30 pages, and uh, then I'm off to, for, to let somebody else enjoy it. So tonight, uh, glad to have you here tonight, Matt, so uh, as usual, and uh, anyone can call you, right? We have the phone lines open, 604 280-9898 or star 9898 They are ready to go. For They're ready to rock and roll there. Okay, excellent. Well, you got to talk to me. I do have a prize to give out tonight. Hopefully you've put the kids to bed. I'll wait for a moment to um, uh, tell you what the prize is. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, so I'll have that in the second half of the program. But tonight we're going to talk about how nice women finish last. There's a new study out about salaries, and it's actually quite shocking. Um, so... Uh, that will be very interesting. I do like to include any stories, at least uh, at least one story a week about people who have been sexually abused or assaulted or, or who have experienced unwanted sexual advances, which is probably most women in the world. But, um, but many uh, women have experienced sexual abuse 
and many men have experienced sexual abuse. It can be even more shameful for men because men are supposed to be the stronger, more competent, be a man, never cry, never show you're weak. And uh, this can be a tremendous shame. So I just wanted to speak briefly about the married teacher from Toronto who is facing life in prison, married mother of uh, two or three children, facing life in prison after admitting to having sex with a boy 13 uh, at the age of 13. Um, also, emotional abuse. I've uh, The TEDx talk that I gave, I, lots and lots of comments, and I'm going to actually read some of the comments. One of them was brilliant. <laughs> One guy said... <laughs> He said, um, imagine, okay, imagine this. I can't even believe I'm saying this on live radio, but anyway, you can read it. But he, about me, the speaker, he said, imagine her naked. And then, and then he said, and she's not even all that awful, meaning she's awful, (laughs) all that awful. Now imagine walking into Walmart and having sex with women in there. I mean, some of the comments are just brutal. But anyway, some of them are actually... I don't even understand where he took those two things, Walmart to your TEDx. <laughs> That's like going from, from Mars to Jupiter. Like. I have no idea. But some of them are actually brilliant. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people from cities around the world, Madrid, San Antonio, L.A., Paris, they're like, you know, do you have a colleague here? Is there somebody that you can recommend? Of course, I do Skype consults. I don't really know nurse sex therapists in other parts of the world it's a it's a very niche area and so i really don't know them uh many so i do do uh skype consults and i and i've done a lot of those and that has increased really since that tedx talk so but a lot of people feel that it's abusive when their partner withholds sex from them i was sitting on the plane today with a guy from norway and we were talking about the cultural differences between norway the us and canada and and he said, you know, everybody in Norway has sex before they get married. And so I said, and I, I misunderstood him. And I said, oh, in Norway, they don't have sex until after they get married. He said, no, no, no. They have it before they get married because no one ever has it after they get married. I said, oh, my gosh, that's what my TEDx talk was about. <laughs> they don't have it here either after they get married. So <laughs> we had a great laugh about that. Um, but, you know, o- often people, and it can be abusive. Is it fair to withhold sex uh and to impose fidelity on a person because you're withholding sex from them. So uh, abusive, kind of some of the things about emotional abuse. Uh, And so I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. Emotional abusers and five ways to take back your power. And I'm all about power and I'm all against emotional abuse or any kind of abuse. And, um, And certain personalities actually... I think, are abused more frequently than others. And so you, you've constantly got to settle for more. You know, uh, Megan Kelly, in on the back cover of her book, she said, you can use the difficult times to shore yourself up, to prove to yourself you can handle anything, or you can lament your bad luck and cry in your soup about life being unfair. One is productive and the other is most certainly not. Tough times can be stressful, but they also have a way of centering us, of shining a light through the darkness. The hard times remind you it is possible to change your life, to do better, to be better, to settle for more. That's very inspirational with something that I'm going through right now, professionally. And, uh, and, it, and absolutely, it's like, you know what? Yeah, this is a dark time. This is a really difficult, challenging situation for me, but I know things are going to be better. I, all, you know, I have to 
as a as a well-bred Irish Catholic girl, count my blessings. And that's, you know, when I went and told my family about what was going on, that was all they were saying. Look at how lucky you are. Don't forget. Don't forget your blessings. You've got so much going on. And it's absolutely true in their Boston, in their Irish brogue slash Boston <laughs> accent. But it's so true. I'm very blessed in so many ways. And But I have these principles, and it's just like I, I like people to be honest and fair and transparent and... Uh, just so I just go crazy when people lie and when people fake the truth and when people steal or that kind of thing. And anyway, so you want to align yourself with people who are honorable and it's, and it's hard to do because there's a whole lot of charlatans in the world. And so we're going to be talking about charlatans tonight. You can't talk about charlatans without talking about the mental disorder that is narcissistic personality disorder in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for admiration and a lack of empathy for others. And, and the person I'm dealing with is all of that and then some on steroids. Uh, so I'll get through. Don't worry. Things will be better. And uh, that's the best revenge is a good life. Uh, but you may have issues like that as well. So feel free to uh, join my pity party if you like. <laughs> no, I'm not going to have one. Don't worry. I'm going to emerge stronger than ever. Uh, also, I missed last week talking about what a woman should do if she finds a breast lump. So I do want to review that tonight. I'm not talking about breast cancer necessarily. I'm talking about finding breast lumps. Also going to be talking about cold sores. We're coming into that season, the weather, a lot of people are prone to them. So what does it mean and what is the impact on sexually transmitted infections? Because there's a lot of myths that surround that. And there is one thing that I would like to... Um, uh, stress about that and how, you know, if somebody has a cold sore, you don't want to be engaging in a particular type of sex at that time because the virus sheds for 14 days even after it has uh, been resolved. So there's lots of uh, little medical education for you tonight. My little medical mo moments for you. Also, I'm uh, going to be talking about hypnosis. And, uh, you know, a lot of women don't like to perform certain, uh, shall I say, sex acts or uh, on men in particular. <laughs> and so some tips on maybe some hypnosis will help to make that experience more pleasurable for both, right? Anyway, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> we'll save that for the second half of the program. Also, since we're talking about marriage and sexless marriage, and you know, people get married for all the wrong reasons sometimes. So I'm going to be talking about some of the red flags as to why you should not walk down the aisle. And you know, some people... They are with somebody and they, you know, they love something about them. They love their high energy or they love their intelligence or they love their um, athletic ability. And then that can just be something that drives somebody crazy after, you know, four or five years of marriage. Somebody's so smart and always knows it all. Or, you know, like somebody might want to be a couch potato and they don't have the athleticism that, that somebody that they admired in and ended up marrying. So people get married for all a ton of reasons, but there's a, re there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't get married. I actually had a Facebook message from somebody and she was 21 years old and I've lost the Facebook message. I can't find it. You're going to have to help me later. Um, but it was, you know, all of us, she, he, she said her boyfriend had high sexual desire and she had low and they were planning on getting married. He was, they were actually fiancéd. So it, her fiancé had high sexual desire and I thought, you know what, he's 21 years old. <laughs> It's not called high sexual desire at that time. It's just called normal. No, he's just a young guy. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, even some old guys have high sexual desire as well. <laughs> some never lose it. Uh, but so I 
you know, this I think is a question for a lot of people. They live in their parents' homes. They're going to get married next year. They've never had sex. She's decided to save herself or her husband. You know, like, is that a mistake to wait? I know a lot of religions put that responsibility on people, and I don't necessarily think it's the best thing. I think it can end up in a non-consummated relationship. I think you can be sexually incompatible. Uh, so I think sex is quite important in a relationship. Needless to say, I am a sex expert and sex radio host. Um, so we're going to be talking about that as well. Uh, and I also have uh, a prize to give out tonight in the second hour. So you can give us a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It is a womanizer. I thought that would be nice. But you know what? I also wanted to, uh, I know we're going kind of late. Maybe when I come back, I'll tell you a little bit about the responses to the gift giving I did last week. So when I come back, we're going to be talking about uh, how nice you all are and how empathic and lovely you were. And I really appreciated your emails. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on Newstalk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here, hosting this show for you. Uh, a little larger than I was last week after the turkey dinner. <laughs> but I was sitting next to another guy on the plane. There were only two flights. And <laughs> and he said, my, these seats are getting smaller and smaller. And I thought, well, that's denial on steroids. He was just getting, he, I'm sure he's just been getting larger and larger over time. But the seats are not getting smaller on planes, but if you're getting larger, then that's an issue. Um, it, it's absolutely you. It's not somebody else. So last week, uh, I gave out a gift basket that had uh, lovely beauty products from Clarence. They were so gracious to donate that. And um, and so there were so many people. I asked people to call in and, and share their story about a, a wonderful woman or somebody who had been through a lot of challenges. We got a lot of emails and a few calls. Did mo- were they mostly emails or were they calls? Do you remember? I think we got lots of emails. Lots of emails, yes. Yeah. So anyway, and so I got this email right when I got home <laughs> afterward, and people were weighing in saying, which I thought was a, that was a good idea. We should have capitalized on that a bit and let the listeners choose who wins, right? So, um, so this letter I got right when I got got home. Dear Maureen, I have to get up early every Monday morning as I am a volunteer and so I listen to your show in bed all cozied up with headphones but had to get up as your show finished to put in my two cents worth. <laughs> this is not a complaint but moreover an observation and thought from me. I wonder if it would be helpful when you are unable to make a decision as to who should get the prize that you turn it over to the listening audience to email or phone in their preference. That would take the onus off you both. You and me, Matt. For my choice, I would have chosen the young man who has lived in low-income housing all of his life. His mom has obviously had a struggle, and that type of luxury would probably never come her way. However, in my humble opinion, the lady that had fostered so many children gets paid, I believe, for fostering those children. And while she is still a wonderfully deserving person, may be able to to afford the odd pampering. I told you it was just my two cents for whatever it was worth. Love your show and everything about it. I love you. Um, I, this, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I, was lovely. I do agree with her, but I also feel that the lady, the foster lady, definitely deserved it because someone I know very close to me, is, 
she's like 85 and still fostering newborns. Wow. And I know they 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 make some money, but it's not Yeah, yeah. child rearing's yeah. exhausted. There's not enough money in the world. <laughs> oh, well, she, she has it's like exhausting. three or four newborns that are yeah. that are that'll have like fetal alcohol and whatnot. I know, so she yeah. helps uh, it is. I know it's this is stressful. a completely different person. But you but. know, it pulled on my heartstrings, I have to say. And then we had that other gentleman who emailed in about his wife, but then he and his wife agreed that it should go to um uh should go to the dude from was it the dude from Victoria um yeah give it to the Vic dude right remember he said that which I thought was really nice as well and but I also thought the other woman who um had had cancer and then was hit by a had a hit and run I mean I felt badly for her too so I do like this idea of maybe maybe we get a couple of the Four or five people that we think represent would should win, and then open it up Perhaps to your open listeners. Up. It, it might save me some money because you know all this stuff pulls on my heartstrings, and all I do is go, okay. So I emailed the Vic dude, and I said, listen, do you think your mother uh, would like a? I looked up a hotel over near where he lived, a, a spa. Would your mother like a gift certificate to the spa over there? And he said she would love that. And I think that's a little bit nicer pampering, even than a basket that you have to put it on yourself. <laughs> unless you have someone to put it on for you. Uh, but at the spa, they'll do that for you. So I, I'm going to send that out to him. That's for me. Okay. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, and then I thought I'd look up the other lady as well. And so I'm like, okay, I, I created this. So anyway, I'll, I'll resolve it. But, yeah, I think that was a good idea in the future. If um, but, So I don't know. We'll ask the people if there's somebody who actually needs, like maybe they're having – troubles in their marriage or their relationship and they need a break from the person they're married to or they're in the relationship with so maybe we'll get them to call in to win the womanizer later and we can judge on the on the stories because i imagine people will this is like a 200 hundred dollar item <laughs> by the way these are i get excited when i see we're giving those away i know yeah. it's good right it's beginning to look a lot like christmas i'm totally done <laughs> i bought all the presents i have like a whole room it's completely Christmas. Everything's done, um, which I'm so happy about. So anyway, that's the story on the gift giving prior to Christmas. But I'm very grateful for the listeners. And so I like to share in that delight and uh, that kind of thing. So, you know, you're getting uh, switch the switch it up a little bit to something that you don't necessarily want to get. And I had a patient tell me that she had... Uh, she was actually having an affair, <laughs> and the guy had a cold sore. And I said, you do not want to engage in oral sex with the guy who has the cold sore. And she's like, well, why not? It's a cold sore. It's not uh, the type of herpes that is. And a cold sore is a herpes virus, and most people have it. And you can get it from sharing a fork or a straw or from aunts kissing you when you were a child. Uh, so there's many ways that you can get it. It lies dormant in the body. Some people never express that, if you will, uh, express that cold sore but a lot of people are prone to them and when it's colder out you might get it that's why it's a good reason to wear a scarf in the cold keep your lips moist lots of things to do the virus sheds uh while it's open and it also sheds 14 days afterwards so and also hsv1 which is generally found around the mouth has uh more recently been found in the on the genitalia of people who have herpes so you can have hsv1 and hsv2 the typical genitalia uh herpes virus uh, in the in your genitalia, so you can have both of them. So a lot of people don't realize that, and they also think once a, um, a cold sore has healed over, 
that they should be fine and there should be no problem. But uh, that is not the case. Uh, there are some medications that um, people can take as well to shorten the course of um, of a of a cold sore uh, or a fever blister is another term for it. So you want to uh, make sure you take care of yourself, drink adequate fluids, get adequate rest, do not get depleted. Stress will also bring on a cold sore if you are prone to them. Uh, so you want to be extremely careful about um, what uh, you know, how, how you're living and how you are taking care of yourself. Because, you know, a cold sore is not a cold virus. It's herpes. It's contagious. It may be transmitted to the genitals. Most people have the virus uh, many, many years, even before an outbreak. So sun can cause it to break out, emotional trauma, a cold, a fever. Your immune system is weakened. It generally has a 7 to 10-day course. Uh, so... Lots of things uh, just to remember about cold sores, especially in the winter. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting the show for you. I didn't mention that I'm a registered nurse in clinical practice here in Vancouver. And also in North Vancouver, I'm a blogger at Fifty Shades of Pink. Also for the Huffington Post as well, a TED a TED Talker, TEDx speaker, 2016, and I authored the book, Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other, but I'm thinking of changing the title of that <laughs> in the next run. Uh, anyway, so thanks for being here with me tonight. It's always my pleasure to be here with you, and thanks so much for listening and for all of your emails, and I'm get, going to get to some of those emails a little bit later on in the program. We have lots to talk about tonight. I hope you put the kids to bed. Listener discretion is advised. Uh, emotional abuse, you know, I, I deal with, uh, I do a lot of consulting, a lot of contract work. I've done so for the past 10 years or so, and so I work with a number of different people, and uh you know, often I notice some of the things that they say to me. And recently I was dealing with this man and uh, he was wanted me to sign a particular contract without having my lawyer look at it or anything and not really giving me the appropriate information and actually lying and getting caught in lies, in fairly significant lies, um, twice, two, two major lies and then like, five or six little lies under underneath those two major lies. I accepted his apology the first time, um, but the second time I thought, come on. And then the third and the fourth and the tenth time, uh, you know, where he was making me pay for things that he was going to be profiting from and he was hiding lots of things and, uh, you know, he was just lying all over the place. And when I called him on things, and I and I literally would say it in this tone or less than this tone, uh, maybe my voice sounds annoying to you. I don't know, but anyway, uh, if I I was saying, you know, this doesn't seem right, and you know, I just don't think that a website costs that much money. That's because he had nineteen websites that he'd purchased, not just the one that he told me about that he and I were to share. No, 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 it was twenty websites altogether. That's what I was paying for. But I wasn't reaping the benefits of that. He was. So I find out that lie. And so I called him on his lies. And I was doing my due diligence. And he was saying to me, instead of saying, 
right. I was trying to rip you off. I was trying to gain everything myself, which was the truth. He was saying, I, um, what was his excuse? He said, um, oh, you're being emotional. I'm like, I'm not being emotional. I'm just telling you that a website doesn't cost 1200 US dollars a year. It costs like $87 or $10 a month. And so that was when I then investigated it with my social media person and realized that he had actually purchased and then was going to copy that website 20 times and then uh, penetrate the U.S. market. And anyway, it was a whole long, a whole long thing, but he never listened to a word I said. All he said to me was, you're being emotional. And I said, that's being dismissive. And quite frankly, it's abusive. It's emotionally abusive to not to listen to anything I'm saying to actually label what I'm saying as something. Uh, when I, w- I knew I was not being emotional, and you have to be confident when you deal with some of these people. And we can't be confident all the time, every single day of our lives. Sometimes you get worn down, and sometimes you're just like, you know, so fed up. And then you forgive people, and then you find out that they're a charlatan, which I'm going to address a little bit later. But emotional abusers are in this habit of treating others in relationship as less than they are. So they, they're often people who are hurting on the inside. They're often people who have low self-esteem. They, they, are, um, they treat other people like objects. Uh, and you know, and they, they may not have emotion regulation, uh, so that, that may be an issue for them. They engage in behaviors like really severe verbal criticism or rejection or dismissing somebody or calling some distracting is another one exercising undue control in decision making financial control sexual control placing extreme limitations on another person's time or movement or checking you know somebody's iPhone checking somebody's computer that is abusive i think that's an invasion of privacy and we we all have a right to privacy Caroline Kennedy wrote a great book. Um, it was Carol, was it? Yeah, Caroline Kennedy Schlossberg wrote a, wrote a great book about the right to privacy, and everybody should read that. Understand their rights. Um, manipulating somebody to do someone something that they don't want to do, or coercing somebody into doing something. So often, people being emotionally abused, they just you know they get depleted. They don't even know what's going on. They don't know how to respond to it. They lack the power in the relationship, and so they need to empower themselves. And I just really despise that word, but sometimes you have to use that. But it's really around building up confidences and and you know practicing practicing what you're going to say to something to somebody because you're often gobsmacked and you're you're just like what you don't know how to respond to somebody. And it's a whole lot easier said than done. So you want to just do it, you know, bite it off just a little piece at a time. So. You want to increase your confidence, and that's through communication skills. You want to gain some communication skills. And one thing that somebody, one of my patients taught me that comes directly from alcohol, ex, alcohol AA, <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> Sometimes the brain synapses aren't working, but it's plastic, so it should come back, so that's good. Um, Alcoholics Anonymous, they say, say what you mean, mean what you say, and don't say it mean. And I think that's a good way to live by and especially if you want to tell somebody, uh, communicate to them that how they're treating you. There's a great book called How to Speak Up, Set Boundaries, and Break the Cycle of Manipulation and Control with Your Abusive Partner. It's by Barry Davenport. A lot of people don't think that emotional abuse is abuse, but it's actually far more damaging than physical abuse. Physical abuse you see. Physical abuse, I mean, uh, physical abuse is never good either, but it actually you see it if you 
get a broken arm, you get a cast on it. It's it's more the physical pain, but that emotional pain cannot be overstated. How how dramatic that is and how terrible that is. Um, you know, you need to understand this type of pain, this isolation, and the fear that people are experiencing who are in these abusive relationships, emotionally abusive relationships. And a lot of people will say that, you know, this is not abuse. I didn't throw you down the stairs. Thank you. I didn't, you know, push you out of the car. I didn't hit you. But the emotional abuse can be so much more damaging. So often people who abuse other people emotionally turn the tables on you and they they make it seem like it's your fault. Like it, you had you not done that, had you not tur- turned left when you walked into the house, this, we wouldn't be here. So five things that you can say to an emotional abuser, like somebody might be making financial decisions for you or clothing. I knew somebody, a patient, she told me that uh, I, she actually came into my office and she had a really cute skirt on. And I said, oh, I like your skirt. And she said, I, it had a fringe on it, but my husband didn't like it. And he made me cut it off. It's like, it's such control. Um, when you have when you're making decisions for people, so you want to say to somebody who's abusing you like that, when you assume what is best for me without asking, I feel controlled and that is upsetting. So you want to have pat statements. I love pat statements, unless I lose my cool and then I <laughs> I lose all the pat statements or I say them all at once. Um, but it takes a lot for me to lose my cool. When someone criticizes you harshly, which is terrible, people can criticize your weight. Uh, unfairly, and in fact, I had somebody. I think it was on Facebook or the or the comments on the TEDx talk. They said, after being in a marriage, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll read the email to you actually a bit later. I think it was through the sex talk email. You can email me too, sex talk at cknw.com. But he said, after being married for five years, she's gained all this weight, and he's no longer physically attracted to her. But he hasn't been mean about it or even mentioned it to her. But I think there is a place to mention it. But but people can be mean and can say, you know, you look awful in that. Or um, when you criticize somebody, you, you, know, you never know how to do this right. You can't fill out forms or... Um, you know, so just point out that they are hurting your feelings and ask them, you know, I'm curious, did you want to hurt my feelings? Often people don't realize what they're doing is so uh, detrimental. So ignoring somebody, not speaking, is a terrible form of abuse or, or not helping somebody. You want to tell somebody that you're feeling rejected, that, you know, is it that you simply don't care about me or do you care about me? Ask that question because then it's respectful to be responsive. Even if you've had a fight or an argument, but to ignore somebody is just a a form of abuse that is just so low. And when you're being bullied by an emotional abuser, point it out. You're bullying me right now. A lot of people don't like that term. Uh, They don't like to be called that. And so they will, it'll, it's a bit of a wake up call. So you know, you might say, I don't know how you define bullying, but what you're doing now is is an example of bullying to me. Uh, and it's very difficult to live with somebody, especially if they frighten you on any level. So, and then ask people to stop bullying. Uh, and people may need to get help to help with this emotional abuse. Often these people are damaged people. They've had uh, damaged lives in childhood. And I don't really like to blame the parents. I'm not that type, but there are a lot of things that occur in homes that are uh, not great. I mean, normal fighting or normal arguments or disagreements are fine, and nobody has a relationship that th- there's never any fighting. That's like the least passion, passionate relationship there is because passion in a relationship is great. But um, when somebody witnesses 
their mother being uh, physically and emotionally abused by their father, for example, or, or vice versa, or an alcoholic or a drug addict, that can definitely have an impact on uh, children, especially as they grow up. And they often go one way or the other. But if they learned emotional abuse, I, I remember a patient telling me that he went on a vacation with another family and and the mother took a wrong turn. I think the mother was driving and the father didn't scream at her. And he couldn't believe this because the, his father had so had been so abusive to his mother. And he thought that that was normal, that that was how you're supposed to treat women. So uh, and, you know, the worst thing that can happen is when an emotional abuser berates children. It can be really damaging. Children need security. Uh, and you want to stick up. And anybody who's a mother understands, like, the mother bear syndrome. And you don't want anybody to say anything about your child or do anything, let alone their father. Uh, so, and I, and I don't mean to say it's only fathers that are emotionally abusive. Women are incredibly great at being emotionally abusive as well. They can withhold sex, manipulate with finances, uh, manipulate uh, in many, many different ways and be very emotionally abusive or, or definitely have anger or management issues. So it's not just men, it's not just women, it's anybody. Um, but you want to point out, you know, what you're doing to the child is mean. Do you see the look on his face? I don't know if this is the type of relationship you want with your children, but it's not healthy. And so you want to just say little bits of, of uh, what is hurtful for you or for a child. And, and these are just places to begin. There's no magic potion for this. Um, and, you know, it may be met with resistance. This is by no means a cure. This is just an opening of the door. But you need to start somewhere. You need mature and mindful thoughtful words and they, your message needs to be consistent in order to set your boundaries and possibly break through to the abuser. You know, a lot of women in particular were raised not to speak up, not to have a voice. Um, and so voices are not necessarily respected. So practice, I think, is great. Uh, practice not to be perfect, but practice to be confident and, um, you know, help uh, that that'll just help with your style when you do present it and words are really powerful and may change a lot in this world but not all uh, not all emotional abusers or abusers will change but if you change uh, you'll never change somebody else but if you change then they change in response to how you have changed so don't put up with it anymore speak up uh, by all means, email me, sextalk at cknw.com if you have a particular situation that you are dealing with. I do have a voice. I do stand up. I do speak up. And, uh, you know, and it's tough. Believe me, it's really hard sometimes, especially when it's falling on deaf ears. Uh, so anyway, that's a little bit about that. When I come back, we're going to uh, wrap up the first hour, and I'll let you know what's coming up in the second hour. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Little of the old, little of the new. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, I'm always interested in women in the workplace, uh, bullying and, uh, you know, the challenges that women face with the plexiglass ceiling is what I like to call it. A heck of a lot easier to smash a glass ceiling. But I think the 
ceilings are plexiglass. And there's a new study that I was interested in uh, that found that the nicer or more agreeable a woman is at work, the lower her salary is likely to be. This was published in the European Journal of Work and Organizational Psychology. It examined status inconsistencies between men and women through the lens of traditional male and female characteristics. So the dominant assertive woman, women who clearly expressed their expectations and did not retreat from their demands are compensated better than their more accommodating female peers. But get a load of this. The one thing that was really poignant in this research study was that even the women who were the dominant and assertive women made less money than the men who were really agreeable and um, not... uh, were not um, uh, they were really agreeable and easier going um, than than the women who were dominant. So even the men who are easygoing, nice, didn't ask for raises, um, less dominant, actually made more money than the assertive dominant women. Of course, the assertive dominant guys made the most money. So the, this, is, this is alarming that dominant women were still found to earn less than even the most agreeable men who aren't promoted. Like, how bad is that? Um, so this is what, you know, this, these are the things that we have to change. And I think women need to start changing that um, themselves by speaking up and understanding that. Even Megyn Kelly says in her book, Settle for More, she actually never asked for a a promotion or a raise, but was always given it. I mean, she worked really hard. She was a lawyer first. Um, She worked incredibly hard, but she found she was miserable as a lawyer, and she hated being a lawyer. And, you know, she was working 14-hour days every single day of the week, and she was constantly in conflict and constantly uh, argumentative and finding, you know, uh, needing to argue and not being valued by people, and she just hated that career and, and lo- left a big law firm that was paying her quite well on the verge of partner status. And you, you know, and that's significant in the U.S. when they when they have big these big law firms, big big international law firms. And um, she gave that up in order to pursue what she felt uh, she was born to do, which was broadcast journalism. Uh, so. Anyway, it's just interesting how women are treated in the world and, uh, and, and also in relationships, and that can be really challenging um, to deal with people who are less than savory, people who are, um, are not honest, they're not upfront, they, have, they lack principles, they lack um, you know, a moral compass. Uh, so it's very hard to deal with those people. And, you know, one time I dealt with one severely like 10 years ago. And I remember saying to somebody like, you know, I was feeling so badly because I felt like a failure and I felt, um, you know, and she said, you don't have the, you don't have the brain, the mindset to deal with somebody like that. That's not how your mind works. So you would never know how to come up against somebody like that. And I've had to learn this over the years, and I'm still not good at it. I still need a lot of help. So, um, and you're still surprised at it um, when people are less than savory, less than honorable, crooks, basically thieves, charlatans. So we're going to be talking about charlatans. We're going to be talking about narcissistic personality disorder, and um, also what to do if you find a breast lump uh, and you are a woman. Um, 
also I've, I've reviewed about the cold sores. We're going to be talking about uh, giving oral pleasure and how hypnosis might help uh, everybody uh, improve their sexual sensation and improve their ple- pleasure and enjoy the experience just that much more, <laughs> if that's possible. Um, and also reasons not to walk down the aisle. And one of them that uh, I don't want to forget to mention is, you know, adult children of alcoholics. I, I think that's a big red flag because they have particular behaviors that I've seen uh, that my patients experience throughout the years of my clinical practice. And it can be like batting your head against the wall. Um, so there are certain characteristics. And there's a book called Adult Children of Alcoholics. And you might be uh, living with an adult child of an alcoholic. Even if they don't drink, they take on some of the behaviors that they um, it's true. Children learn what they live. So uh, that's something we can talk about. I'm also going to be giving away my womanizer. It is a clitoral suckling device. Uh, it is your private delight. It is a sensual stimulator. It uh, This one is pink. That's nice. Uh, but it's... Um, you know, for women who have primary anorgasmia, it can, it can be a very therapeutic tool. It uh, also, okay, um, anyway, I'll tell, a little, tell you a little bit more about that because we're going to go to break, and then we'll come back. I guess I skipped over a break. Anyway, I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on Newstalk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.